okay what is gold and silver so gold as we know it is a yellow shiny heavy metal substance um even though it's metal it's not hard and because it's soft it's easy to make into different shapes you know and the people's yeah so it's called alloy here um what is silver silver is a white metal um again it's harder than gold um but not as hard as the normal metals and it's found in rocks that have copper and lead um again as you know it's used to make coins jewelry tableware it's used in electronics it's used in photography you know um yeah um so that's what what um gold and silver is there are other commodities platinum palladium and all of that but we'll be focusing more on gold and silver because unlike fiat money they are payments in and of themselves and what do i mean by that i mean you can use them to pay for things actually the origin of money you know um started with gold and silver i'm sure i mentioned this in one of my um my initial podcasts so when what happened was people would you know people were mainly farmers um herdsmen or cattle rearers and of course there were other things that came with that clothing bakery and all of that so when people wanted to exchange stuff what they did was exchange um commodity for what they felt was the equivalent in the other commodity they wanted so after a while there was a problem of one value of storage you know um of transporting the whatever it is the goods that they were buying from one place to another and all of that and so man came up with a way of exchanging goods um and so the way they they did used to do it was they would write um so they'll keep their money somewhere and the person would write a small note to say i promise to pay back or i am holding this in exchange for this person you know but that note was backed by something and they did some some um civilizations used cowries and all of that but eventually it became gold it became silver and it became gold so between gold and silver and then other metals other precious metals as well you know and the promissory note was backed up by those metals so if somebody had a five pounds in weight of gold they will have a promissory note that the holdout promised to pay the bearer of that note five pounds worth of gold 
when they demanded for it and if you look at the fiat currency at the moment that's what's on it that promise to pay is what's on it at the moment um, on those fiat currencies and you know different countries abandoned the gold reserve you know at different times but eventually it was like everybody all the countries abandoned it and their fiat money is based that's paper money the way we know the pounds the dollars euros and currency of different countries is not backed by anything but the government you know so initially gold and silver were what backed up those notes you know and even though money as we know it is not backed up by anything you know it's still record in each country they have their own um gold and silver coins of different denominations which they consider legal tender and for most currencies they would um recognize that as legal tender and so therefore there are no taxes either value-added taxes or sales tax or capital gains tax on those currencies because they're considered um, payments in and of itself whereas the fiat money if you read the notes carefully has it i promise to pay the bearer you know whatever the denomination of that money so that's what we're talking about um you know that's what we're talking about uh today gold and silver okay um so a few fun facts about gold gold never rusts you know um it, it, it real gold that has not been mixed with any metal can never rust and it is not magnetic a lot of people don't know that people think gold is magnetic in fact the easiest way to identify gold is by seeing whether it's magnetic but because gold is used i mean other metals are used to harden gold you know those metals that is within the gold can make them magnetic but gold in itself is not magnetic and if someone tells you that they're selling you pure gold the easiest test you know is to use a, a magnet however there's some metals i think lead is not mag- magnetic as well so if the, if the gold is filled with lead it will not be magnetic so it's not a um uh, a foul proof way of, ensh- of uh, verifying whether the gold is ma- um, real or not but it's one way the other ways but that is the first one it does not rust um it's rare to find one ounce or a nugget of gold than five carat diamond you know so gold is actually quite rare to find um one of, so another fun fact is that gold is so rare that the world pours more steel in an hour than it has poured gold since the beginning of recorded history so essentially what that means is that the the amount of steel um sorry steel that is poured in an hour 
that quantity is more than all the gold that has ever been found since the since history has been recorded to the quantity of gold that has been produced um another fact is that nearly half of the gold that is mined today is turned into jewelry and remains its largest single application so more than half of the gold that is out there is in jewelry form so um, and i suppose that's why when people when you talk about gold and silver people associate gold with jewelry okay um it's all it's it's also estimated that the seabed the world seabed holds up to 15 tons of gold so this is gold that has been dug up from the mines and thrown back into the sea or lost while trying to transport it okay the boiling point of gold is between 2808 degrees centigrade and its melting point is 1064 centigrade um, the largest gold bullion coin ever produced was unveiled in 2012 by the Perth Mint in West Australia and it was the one-ton gold kangaroo coin and its face value was one million dollars. Okay, let's look at a few fun facts about silver as well. So um silver is a con is a is one of the best conductors of heat and electricity out of all the elements you know which is why it's used in um like i said electronics mobile phones um batteries and all of that even though the amount they use in those things are a little but because it's it conducts heat and electricity better than any other metal they use them which also gives um, silver one of its special attributes okay um, the uh, up until the 1960s in the US all their coins contained up to 90% silver so nowadays I don't know what they make them with nickel I suppose but in those days the actual US coins the dimes the quarters the half dollars had up to 90% silver so they were actually silver coins in those days and I suppose that's why they're colored you know those colored these days because they kind of like mirror um, the silver color um, also, silver is the best reflector of light, you know, and, you know, interestingly, they're used in, used to make mirrors, you know, so they conduct light well, they're used to make, I mean, that I found a very interesting, very, very, very interesting um, fact, okay? Um, yeah so the british silver coin used to contain real silver until 1947 after which it was replaced with the copper nickel 
Um, and another interesting fact is silver and gold are formed in star explosions called super supernova. You know, okay. Silver has antimicrobacterial properties. So this means that there are nanoparticles of silver can be woven into clothing to prevent bacteria from building up on the deposits of sweats and oils according to the Real Society of Chemistry okay um, so gold and silver have been linked for centuries for centuries and despite the differences between the two best known precious metals and their evolving uses that's unlikely to change so the both gold and silver are linked they've been linked for i mean one of the ways of investing is actually using um you know using the relationship between the two okay so those are some of the fun facts um that we know about gold okay and silver so um I, I said we would address why why invest now why is it important to invest in gold and silver now okay there are a few quite a few reasons so many different reasons but I'm just going to f- look at a few and the ones that affect us um, even in this current climate I think the very first one is inflation you know we talk about inflation 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 everywhere you go inflation rate has gone up um more so in the western countries you know the the western countries that lead the economy of the world in the u.s economy the uk economy the european economy you know everyone at the moment is talking about rate of inflation and every government is trying as much as possible to do all that they can to to manage the the rates in at which inflation is going up they're doing everything within their power to manage that you know and the best way they can do it is one of the ways obviously is quantitative easing which is one of the reasons as well why investing in in, in commodities now is a good idea but the 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 um, other way is by increasing interest rates okay so what is inflation um on the face of it inflation is like when you um give an um an appreciated value to something so the value it has is not its real value okay and a typical example we use to explain inflation is the value that your money can buy you so if you have a hundred naira a hundred pounds a hundred dollars today how much would that buy you today and would that same amount of money buy you the same thing tomorrow if it cannot then there's inflation so essentially it's like even though it's a hundred dollars it buys you less so the value has been inflated which is where inflation has come from so the reason why investing in gold and silver now is really really crucial is to beat inflation because when you put your money in gold and silver 
what happens is that that inflation rate no longer erodes the value of your money you know it actually holds that value so that's one good reason to invest in gold and silver um the second reason is what we will call the negative real interest rates so what what do we mean by negative real interest rates so negative real interest rates is where the like for example at the moment uh interest rates usually when they define um when they um raise interest rates they try and raise interest rates to be just below or equal to inflation rates yeah that's what they try and do so that's the way they they try to manage the um the recession and the crisis within the economy okay so when but the reality of it is that the real rate of inflation is usually a lot higher than the one that the government declares so for example in uk now inflation is getting to five percent but the value of money is like 50 percent so energy bills for example has gone up 50 percent but they're telling us inflation rate is five percent um i mean i went shopping yesterday cream that we used to buy two pounds are now six pounds seven pounds that's not five percent increase now that's what almost four thousand percent increase you get so even though the government is saying it's five percent in me the real rate is hundreds you get so even though they're saying oh um interest and they've increased rate by half a percent at the moment you know in order to try and curb that increase and all of that so it's just the, the real is actually negative so that half something is even if let's even assume that the inflation rate is five percent but you're increasing um interest rates by quarter by half a percent you know so that four and a half percent you know that is the difference between what you've done increasing interest rates and the actual rate is in is negative because it's not really going to have an effect if you really wanted to have the effect that you wanted to have then you should raise interest rates to five percent so then the interest rate balances out the inflation rate and then there's a negative effect and so that's why it's called the negative real interest rate is the actual interest rate is actually negative the effect of the work that they're doing is going to have a negative effect on the rate of inflation so that's another reason why we invest in gold and silver now um quantitative easing so that's a bit of an economic term and what happens is that when the government wants to um like we have a recession now they don't have money of course their money is backed by nothing and so what they do is they pump more money into the economy by by creating money from thin air and then they spend it and what that does is it gives the impression that GDP the growth um, the growth in the economy that there is growth in the economy when there is none because they've just created money out of money out of nothing and they're spending that money as if there's something 
you know uh whereas it's just fake money that they've created pumped into the economy you know to to make it look like oh something is happening when nothing is happening or whatever is happening is not enough to resolve the problem that we are facing you know and then you have the budget deficits as well you know where the money that is coming in is less than the money going out so what happens to that difference the difference between the two where are you going to cover it you know and if that gets too so bad you might never even be able to pay you know the interest on the money you've borrowed and all of this affects the economy you know and yeah so those are reasons why it would always make sense to invest in gold and silver because number one if you put your money in a bank the fiat money inflation would erode it what you can buy with that money when you want to spend it is reduced that's number one when the government pumps more money into the economy the value of that money itself depreciates when the government increases the interest rates you know in order to try and rectify the recession or prevent recession or even correct recession the same thing happens you know um the value of your money erodes so when you hold money in cash the value just you know it's it just continues to diminish to the point where it could become worthless which is what which is the crisis that economists are warning us is going to happen because of the amount of debt that um, western countries are holding and their inability to service those debts okay and so it makes sense for us to invest in something that can withstand all of this madness and that's where gold and silver comes in you know the reality of it is that gold and silver are quite liquid like i explained earlier they especially the ones that are recognized in as legal tender within their own country so in the united in united kingdom for example the sovereign and the britannias are considered legal tender within uk when you go to america they might not be but in the uk they are in, in australia the kangaroo is considered um, legal tender in south africa the kugurans are considered legal tender in canada maple is considered um legal tender in those countries so if you if you are in those countries or even in your own country find out which gold and silver is considered legal tender and that's what you put your money in so that if if currency fails then you can always invest in you know you can use those um those commodities to to buy whatever you need to buy you know to um yeah to invest in gold and silver okay and so the the, another important thing is another question that people tend to ask is okay so how do how do we even know what to invest so unlike most assets so if we, we know that there are four four main classes of gold four main classes of um uh assets vehicles or investment vehicles things that we can invest in we have um the common shares which 
everybody's promoting we have real estate um you have businesses and then you have commodities so those are the four but out of all those four um commodities the gold and silver is the most liquid you know even even if you buy gold bars they're easier to sell than your shares than a business than real estate you know if you have a broker around you can easily take your gold and silver the price is common knowledge is not hidden is on the internet you know exactly how many ounce per what price per ounce or per gram you weigh your gold let them know exactly what size it is so you know what price your neg- you the negotiation starts with so it's easier than any other um, asset class it's quite liquid okay and so that's the first thing and the reality of it is like every other asset it it, it it would appreciate in value of course it can depreciate as well but more times than not it appreciates and because there's a lot of activity on it so the the appreciation or depreciation is not is not linear but over a period of time on average the the price of gold and silver will always continue to increase so you have the capital appreciation which is you know when you talk about investment people that's what people tend to want to but the reason why people don't like investing in gold and silver is because there isn't a return on their investment what do i mean by that so if you buy a property for example you rent it out the rent is a return on your investment if you buy shares and um, bonds and all of that with shares you get dividend that's a return on your investment with bonds they pay you an interest you know that's a return on your investment if you invest in business the profit that the business makes is a return on investment so you don't have a similar return on investment for commodities and so people don't really like it but that being said um, there are platforms that allow you make money from your gold and silver if you have enough of it so you can lend people money and you can borrow money and they pay you interest but your gold is used as security they used to guarantee the the the, the loan whether you're buying or selling and so there are platforms that allow you to generate income you know um another thing is that and i suppose another way is with all the different asset classes there's what we call trading so when people talk about investing they're they not actually investing what they're doing is trading and trading is where you're taking advantage of the short-term fluctuations in each of those assets and so people trade now with gold and silver just the way you can trade in shares you can trade in businesses you can trade in assets you can do the same for gold and silver so that is more common but a lot of people don't do that because um i don't know because it's not well known because it's not common and then out of all the assets it's not as volatile i suppose is the word it's not as, as volatile but again as with all assets they follow a trend so i think the theory is that when 
real estate goes up the price of gold and silver generally comes down it might not come down in exactly the same proportion but it comes down so gold and silver kind of like um i don't want to say mirror but they're like on the other side of real estate you know and usually what happens is that when people stop investing in real estate for whatever reason they take their money out of real estate they're looking for something solid to put it in the most solid thing other than real estate that they can put it in is gold and silver that's the reality they're not going to go and put it in stocks and shares because that is very volatile it's subject to so many different things government regulation the owners of the business you know economic downturn and all of that so it wouldn't make sense for you to take money out of an asset class that is quite secure and put it in one that is not secure so a lot of people put it more in gold and silver and i suppose that's why because the demand for gold and silver at that point would increase which we see at the moment the price starts dropping okay um and so those are different ways to invest in but there's a particular way that is not common that is not well known you know um which um i would like to discuss with us quite briefly um yeah and it's called the investing between the gold and silver ratio okay the gold and silver ratio represents the number of ounces of silver required to purchase a single ounce of gold okay now this ratio fluctuates as gold and silver prices are regulated by market forces so what do i mean the the ratio between gold and silver like i said one ounce of gold can buy for example 50 ounces of silver so that means the ratio is 1 to 50 okay and people use that to invest in gold and so if you want to be an average um, investor in gold and silver other than all the reasons we've given earlier as to why you should um invest in gold and silver you know the main being that it preserves the value of your money but if this is what you want to do the way some people just invest in um property or just invest in shares and all of that those kind of if you decide okay this is all i want to do then ratio using the ratio method is the best way to invest in gold and silver and the reason why it does is it's it has the potential to increase the um, number of units of you know your gold items okay so negotiating the gold and silver ratio makes sense for those concerned with devaluation deflation monetary replacement you know as we know gold and silver have a proven track record of maintaining their value in the face of unseen unforeseen events you know that i discussed threatening the currency okay and so the 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 idea really is to try and work out um which is better to buy at any given point whether it's gold or silver okay and how do we calculate um this ratio so it's important to know that the ratio does not predict future events yeah it's also important to note that monetary economic theories 
you know, state that when governments inject large amounts of fiat money into the economy, yeah, that the one dollar, you know, it would buy and the same amount of gold, yeah. So, if the government messes with the amount of money, because like I said, that's fiat money depreciates in value it it would also affect the value of gold but not as much you know it wouldn't affect it as much okay because gold would try and retain its own value but then you're buying it against an unstable currency okay so the way to calculate um the gold and silver ratio is that you divide the gold ratio by the silver ratio so when you go onto the internet um, and you type in gold price it will tell you what the ounce per day is you know what which is called the spot price okay so the spot price is the price um, that the market forces have determined the value of an ounce or, or a gram of um, gold or silver is so you divide the gold by the silver, it will give you a number. That number is the ratio. For example, if gold was at 1,500 pounds um, and silver was about maybe 30 pounds, then you can say that the ratio is um, 50 at that time. So that ratio, dividing gold and silver, that ratio, that ratio is what we work with. And the way this generally tends to work is that um, when the ratio between gold and silver gets to a certain level, if you, if you have, say for example, you have a gold coin, and the ratio increases goes all the way up to 50 yeah you can then sell your one gold coin and get 50 silver coins okay so when the ratio moves from say 50 to a hundred so the ratio doesn't just go up it goes up and it goes down you know because different forces affect the price of gold and silver at different times so if people are buying more gold than silver chances are the price the ratio because the price of gold will go up and more people are buying gold the price of silver might not go up as much so that ratio would go up more yeah so if that ratio then goes up to say 100 yeah you can sell your um your silver your your gold one your so you have 50 silver so if you sell it at that point yeah that means that you can get you you'd end up having um two coins two gold coins instead of you know the the 50 that you already had meanwhile you only started with one gold coin you know and then you keep doing that you know as the the ratio if the ratio drops then you sell your gold if the ratio goes up you sell your silver you know of course sometimes it doesn't hit the 
you know the clear barriers of maybe 50 or 100 but what you tend to do is you take a you know you take uh, an educated guess as to where you think that the ratio is going to come down so what some people do is <clears throat> rather than wait and and the, again the beauty about gold and silver is that those ratios don't they don't just crash the way we see share prices crash they hold their value and they come down bit by bit by bit by bit so once you notice that okay you think it has peaked and the, the charts are available online a lot of the the um, a lot of um platforms and companies that sell gold and silver all the brokers um have a link or on their own um site display not just the price all of them displays the price and you can work out the ratios yourself but some of them display the price and the ratios as well so you can see the trend and see that okay yeah it's coming down you know it started to come down and so you can at that point sell you know and switch from gold and silver and the idea really is for you to increase the quantity of the commodity that you have so you're trying to when when the price of the ratio rather when the ratio between gold and silver is high the idea is you want to increase the quantity of silver that you have and when the, the ratio between gold and silver is low the idea is you want to increase the quantity of the gold you know that you are holding and so what happens is that by doing so you could potential you could potentially increase the the quantity the holding that you have of those silver bearing in mind that each of these commodities would also increase in value it would increase in value as well so if you started with if, if all you did was bought one gold you know over and this is this doesn't happen in like weeks or months it's years we're talking of five to ten years so it's not something that you do <clears throat> and then you know tomorrow you can switch over and all of that it takes a long while for that to happen unless an extraordinary event happens you know that like we had in, in 2020 during covid where the price of gold just went crazy you know i think it went all the, the ratio rather between gold and silver went up to 120 which he has never done in the history of that commodity so the people at that point who knew what they were doing when he hit that 120 if they had sold the gold they had for silver and at that time the price of silver did go up they would have sold their gold for silver had 120 for every one gold they had and then the price came down it came down to as i think there was a point where it came down to as low as 55 in the last two years so it's that has been in the history of commodities where it's been the shortest so in the last two three years people who've invested using the ratio method would have potentially doubled their holdings of that quantity plus the increase in price you know so and that's one of the reasons why i thought you know this is something that i need to let people understand because you can buy coal um silver coins as low as 20 pounds 20 dollars they're very very cheap because the quantity of um silver in the coin is, is not a lot so imagine if you only had um one gold coin gold coins you can get around about 300 350 400 for one gold coin and there are smaller quantities that you can get for like like one one i think it's one tenth of an ounce 
of gold you can get that for like a hundred pounds so you can get really tiny quantities you know for affordable amounts so imagine if you had just that one one tenth of an ounce within um that period 2002 and you sold it when the ratio was one at um 120 you'd have ended up with like 120 coins and when it came down all the way to 55 you probably would have ended up with two and a half maybe three gold coins you know just by trading ratios now three gold coins of those ounces at now is probably going to worth close to a thousand and you'd have started about when it was like a, maybe 150 175 200 so you would have you 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 can see the potential the value would have gone up but then your holdings would have gone up and those who invest in these things this is what they do you know um and there are a few other things that one should consider and time is running out and i'll mention them quickly when we are buying there are a few things to consider we have the weight you know usually they're measured in tri t-r-o-y troy ounces but then they break them down to as little as grams as well the purity so the more pure they are the more nines you find in the purity so when they're selling they'll say oh it's nine point um nine point one nine 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 or nine point nine 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 so the more nines you have the more pure it is whether gold or silver then um you also have the brand there's some manufacturer there's some brands that are very well known you know internationally um they cost more than you know the small brokers on the on the the unknown names as well so those factors i mean when we talk about this again we'll probably go into debt and discuss this even deeper okay so those are the things then there's also premium so the even though the price of gold and silver has gone up at the moment that increase in price in gold and silver is not of the actual gold and silver is the premium what is the premium premium is the amount that the brokers have put on top of the value of the gold and silver and so where a lot of them when they have a buyback guarantee they will tell you that okay um if you buy from us we'll buy it back at two premium points you know of spot so they won't charge you more than two premium points you know on that of course the higher the value of this gold or silver the higher the purity um the higher the known ability of the coin the lower the premium so if you buy good quality gold silver the premiums are lower um the you know and if you buy less known or smaller quantities then the premium are higher so when you're shopping around those are things that you need to be sure okay uh, which company is offering the lower premium so you want as low a premium because those premiums they are lost when you want to sell it you're not going to recoup those premiums those cre- premiums are almost like the broker's percentage that they keep so for you it's a cost okay also you want ones that are um easily transferred you know so the legal tenders are better especially if you're doing it to offset all the economic reasons i stated earlier 
so the, the you want ones that are, you know that are legal tender so you don't have to pay VAT you don't have to pay capital gains tax on them if you buy the gold bars those are subject to gold and silver bars are subject to VAT um, and if there are any capital gains you have to pay capital gains on them but if you buy the coins legal tender coins then the VAT and the sales tax are not payable and the uh, um, capital gains tax because they're considered legal tenders are not payable so those are the factors that you need to put in mind when you're buying um, the gold and silver you know you need to bear those things in mind so that um, you you don't end up you don't end up at a loss and then there's something called unallocated silver those are paper silver and gold they're not real so all this that i've said is about physical physical silvers physical gold and a lot of it is replicated in unallocated silver and gold because they're normally used as a hedge so if people anticipate that the price of gold is going to go up what they do is they they hold a contract now to buy at this price at a future date they're not real but and then they pay um oh god i forgot what this thing is called um they pay a percentage of that to hold it and when that time comes um they sell that certificate on and that's how they make money so it's not really physical and some people do that but a lot of people that do that use that to hedge for the purposes i'm discussing it's not something that you know um i think if you if you're looking to you know hold the value of your gold and it's not something that i think people should do so i'm not giving you advice on what to do but i'm giving you the information which you can research and verify and decide on what you're going to do yeah so um our time is up thank you very much for coming unfortunately couldn't take um a lot of questions today but hopefully when we do this again <clears throat> i'm hoping to do it again maybe in two weeks time um we'll be able to take some questions and address some questions on this okay thank you very much for coming um and have a good evening thank you so much